0: Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Off-Season Champions Podcast. I am Sean, and this is a podcast dedicated to the Washington Redskins. Thank you for listening. I truly appreciate your time. With training camp right around the corner and some recent developments that I wanted to discuss, I decided that I would do a pre-camp podcast and do my final 53-man roster projection. I wanted to take a shot at predicting just who would make this team based off what we've seen to date and my projections of who will rise to the occasion over the next few weeks of training camp and preseason games. So let's begin with a few quick updates. So, since the end of minicamp, there hasn't been a tremendous amount of news coming out of Redkins Park, at least until recently. Uh, one item that did pop up, uh, I guess in early July, was uh, a video of Josh Norman jumping over a bowl in Pamplona, Spain. Uh, for, I guess it was more than one video, and from what I could tell, there was more than one jump. It looked like Josh Norman jumped over a bowl twice in an arena in Spain. And I guess a further video came out, which also showed Josh Norman laying down in front of a gate and a bull actually running and jumping over him. I'm not positive if that last video was actually Josh Norman or not, but there's definitely video evidence of him jumping over a bull twice, which is no easy feat. I mean, it takes an athlete to do that. Um, There was a lot of uproar about this. I'm not, you know, blown away by it. I'm, I'm not mad about it. You know, these guys are athletes, uh, number one, but they're humans. They are just like you and I, and, you know, he has a career that he's looking towards after the NFL, and people can do things. They can do what they want, and how many thousands of people have run with the Bulls in Spain? Um Granted, he's under contract, and there's all the stipulations and contingencies that come with that, but... Uh, I'm not blown away I'm not I'm not upset about this uh more power to the guy I'm glad he didn't get injured and I'm glad he's living his life um you know people do things every day and just because he's an athlete and you know we're all fans and this fan base feel like we need him he's not allowed to do whatever he wants he can do things and this isn't a big deal um so you know kudos to Josh Norman. Uh, living his life, getting out there, doing things he wants to do. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, when he does retire, he's probably got a lot of things lined up for himself, and uh, he's a captivating guy. and it, It's going to be interesting to see how uh, what he does next. Um, and, again, it'll be interesting to, to see what he does this season for us, uh, especially over the next couple of weeks in training camp. Um, another item that popped up, and this was... I guess this week, uh, another report from, uh, basically from Twitter, I'm not sure exactly who broke the story, but uh, it was basically saying Trent Williams is holding out at the beginning of training camp. Now, this is not really a surprise. Uh, It's still notable, as I was really hoping the entire Trent situation would be wrapped up by now. Um, This is obviously a problem, as now our O-line and left tackle depth especially um, will be starting in place of Trent. Trent won't be able to build a rapport with Dwayne Haskins. And uh, m- most importantly, I think it's going to be talked about a lot. It's going to be occupying press conferences, media coverage. It's going to be taking away from other notable news at camps. Um, and as a fan who, you know, really has no insight to the training camp, I'm relying on these news reports. And I just don't want the whole spin of, you know, is Trent coming? What's going on? It's going to be a bit of a distraction, and uh, it's unfortunate. I was really, again, hoping that Trent would be taken care of. Uh, I I really think this team needs to pay him uh, to get him in the top three uh, salary for an offensive lineman, especially offensive tackle, uh, because I think he's in the top three uh, talent-wise in this league. And if he is needing uh, additional guaranteed money next year or an extension, I think the Redskins need to do what it takes to get him here. Uh, Like I said in the past, Trent is an undeniable talent. Uh, He's an undisputable beast on that field, and he's a leader. And we can't replace him, uh, especially at this point in the season. We're not going to be able to get anything close to what we get with Trent and I think we need to buy into that for a few more years uh, until we can find another O-line talent like his and either train them up or you know pick them early in the draft but uh, we need Trent and uh, I think this team needs to do the right thing and and lock him up Um, so uh, Trent's holding out this isn't a shock Um, I don't know if the two sides have been talking but Trent has all the leverage. He doesn't necessarily need to be at camp. Uh, he, I'm sure, is training. I'm sure he'll come. When he does come, he'll come ready to play because he's a professional. And uh, he's, an, again, an actual, absolute beast of an athlete. Um, but I would have liked this to have been wrapped up. I, I would love to have Trent, you know, happy and under contract. And, again, building a rapport with either Dwayne Haskins or Case Keenum. I mean, it's so important to not only have that relationship with your quarterback, but to have that relationship with the rest of your offensive line. Uh he's a cornerstone of this offense. And, you know, it's gonna be felt not having him out there. Uh the defense is, you know it's gonna affect everyone on that field. So I, I'm I'm a little bummed that Trent's not going to be there. I understand it's um it's a business. And I mean my next news story will, you know, say perfectly the other side of it. But you know it's important that Trent come back and it's important he comes back happy and uh this team needs him um the final and uh, probably one of the most notable uh news updates that has come out and again this came out today uh Mason Foster the presumably starting inside linebacker for the Redskins was released the day before training camp um i have no idea why they waited until now to do so um uh, it's A very strange uh, timing-wise. But Mason is gone. Um, Obviously, the team is very confident that John Bostick will be capable of taking over that role for Mason Foster, and they're very confident in our second year in rookie players. Um, This is also assuming that there's not another trade in the works or uh, another signing that's going to be coming, Uh, but it's big news. I mean... Mason Foster did have a rough patch last season on Twitter. Uh, he was trashing the Redskins' front office in a slew of tweets, uh, voicing his displeasure, uh, his disappointment and anger in being moved to the IR, uh, I guess after playing several games injured last season. And uh, I guess unofficially, it was Mason's brother who was the, the helm of the incident, but he later took ownership, saying he was being emotional. So I'm not exactly sure how it all finished up but it was not a good look for Foster and it definitely didn't win him over with any of the fan base. Um, I mean, he's taken a lot of heat and again, Mason eventually patched things up with Bruce Allen and the front office. Um, But I mean, he lost a lot of fans and that's important, especially in this fan base and uh, this climate and everything else. Um, The only thing that really would have changed the bad taste in everyone's mouth about Mason Foster would have been a stellar season, but you know, Today, when the announcement was made, I mean, Twitter blew up, and it was not in support of him at all. A lot of people were happy that he's gone, Um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people saying it's a year too late. Uh, Again, it really was met with a lot of pleasure from the fans that just, you know, were sick of him acting up, and, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it had to play out that way. And again, the timing is just very strange. Um, I mean, the day before camp, we've been off for weeks now since mini camp and, you know, to do it now, it just seems weird. I know Mason Foster's, um, uh, agent really went off on Twitter today about the Redskins and, uh, the NFL. Um, but, uh, again, it's, uh, it's a business. So, you know, I, you have a kind of understanding why a guy like Trent wants to hold out, uh, for yeah, maybe more money or guaranteed money because, you know, Mason Foster, again, was presumably going to be the starting middle linebacker, and, you know, poof, he's cut. He's released the $4 million or $5 million that he was, you know, due this year. is not getting any of it. Um, so it's, you know, it's a business on both sides of it. Um, so the Mason news is big, uh, especially after losing Reuben Foster, I mean, the middle linebacker position seemed to be one of our weakest groups on the defense, but uh, between bringing in John Bostick and the strength of our front seven and this secondary, uh, I believe the coaching staff and the front office, they must be comfortable enough with who we have on this team already. Um, and again, this kind of goes back to the reoccurring theme of leadership and accountability amongst players. I mean, Mason Foster was outspoken last year and, you know, again, he's not here right now and... A lot of the guys that we do have are, you know, captains, they're leaders, they're, you know, uh, people who are taking accountability. So it's, I think it all leads back to that culture change. And, um, you know, it was a big move. Uh, it really took everyone kind of by surprise, especially the day before camp when everyone's expecting, you know, we're expecting to see who's coming day one and who's coming ready. And, you know, no one was clearly expecting this news. So, um you know, it's been a interesting, uh, off season for linebackers. Uh, uh, Zach Brown was released at the end of last season. Um, Preston Smith, uh, he left, uh, signed with, uh, the Packers in free agency. And now Mason Foster's released. Uh, on top of that, you throw in Ruben Foster, who we picked up last year going to I- IR. It's again, it's, it's tough for our linebacker group, but, um, uh, this this team's confident in who we have, and um, I'm going to get into that in a minute here when I start through my 53-man roster projection. Um, so, yeah, those are the most notable news items, I guess you would say. Um, it was kind of a quiet period between minicamp and training camp. Nothing, again, too too notable other than these three items. Um, so, that aside, let's uh, make that 53-man roster projection. So let's get into it. I'm going to start on the offensive side of the ball, and first up we have the quarterbacks. I have the Redskins bringing three quarterbacks into the regular season. Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum, and Colt McCoy. We've seen Dwayne and Case in the quarterback competition over the last few weeks in minicamp and OTAs, and I believe right now Case Keenum has the edge on Dwayne. Um, I'll be interested to see how Dwayne is prepared over these last couple weeks and what he looks like in training camp. Um, it's also going to be interesting to see how much Colt McCoy we see. He has been coming back from injury, and from all reports we've heard, he should be ready for day one of training camp. Um, I'm not sure what the division of playing time will be, and who will start with the ones, and who will start with the twos. Um, you know, I just hope at the end of all this, the best possible quarterback gets the starting job. I don't want Dwayne to get rushed. I don't want to start the case because he's a veteran. And Colt McCoy, I know he knows this offense, but I think both Case and Dwayne are better athletes. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, I think they carry three in just because of what happened last season. Um, Obviously, Alex Smith going down, um, Colt McCoy going down, and then Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson. And it was just a shit show. So... I have them bringing three quarterbacks. Uh, I believe Josh Woodrum will be a camp arm, and um, I think it ends at the end of training camp. Uh, and when the roster starts, roster cuts start coming. I think he will be uh, one of those cuts. Um, next up, we have running back. I had the skins taking four running backs into the season: Adrian Peterson, uh, Darius Geis coming back off his torn ACL, uh, looking good so far. Um, and I didn't discuss it earlier, but there was a brief report on Geis, uh, Darius Geis' uh, hamstring possibly being an issue, um, although Geis later tweeted that it wasn't an issue and that he's ready to go. So, uh, the four running backs, uh, Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson, and Samaje J. P. Ryan. Um Pirine got a lot of time in minicamp, um, got a lot of praise from Jay Gruden, but again, um, AP was there, and I think we know what to expect from him. Geis was not practicing, and Thompson, I think, is that third down back. Um, So uh, no real surprise there. Those guys are going to be our starters. Um, Obviously, Bryce Love was picked up this season uh, in the draft, and I believe he'll start the year on the uh, pup list. Um, But we'll see how he comes out, and uh, we'll see if and when he gets to play this season. Uh, moving on to wide receiver, I have the skins bringing six receivers into the season uh, Paul Richardson, Josh Doxson, Trey Quinn, Cam Sims, Terry McLaurin, and Kelvin Harmon. Um, notably not on the list is Robert Davis and J.U. Chezon. Uh, I, I'm confident in a few of these guys. I've made it clear kind of my feelings on Josh Doxson. Um, I just don't really see the heart in him. Uh, I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to you know, have an incredible season and do great for us. I just don't know if he's capable of doing it. I feel like he's had a lot of opportunities and hasn't gotten it done. Um, Paul Richardson, I think, is going to develop into our wide receiver number one. I think Terry McLaurin or Cam Sims will probably play into that second receiver role and, uh, Trey Quinn, I believe is slated for that slot receiver role. I I think he'll do really well there. And then, you know, there's going to be a, a mix of McLaurin and Harmon and Sims, I believe filling in all three of those roles. Um, I've gone with six just because again, we're bringing on three quarterbacks and, uh, we're pretty tight in some other spots. Um, so hopefully some of these guys can make it onto the practice squad. Um, Next up, we have tight end. Uh, Their skin's taking three. This should be no surprise. Uh, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, and Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, That means Matt Flanagan and Donald Parham are not making this team. Um, But again, we'll see how uh, training camp plays out. And, I mean, Mason Foster was a big cut that happened today. And as much as I love Vernon Davis, uh, there's a possibility he could be cut. Uh, He has a big salary, and... You know that could be useful elsewhere. Um, moving on to O line, uh, I have skins taking nine offensive linemen into the regular season on the final fifty-three. Trent Williams, left tackle. I have Wes Martin at left guard, Chase Rouille at center, Brandon Sheriff at right guard, and Morgan Moses at right tackle. I have Garon Tristan at backup swing tackle, and Ross Pierce Baker at center slash guard, um, and this is kind of where it gets inter- interesting, I have Tony Bergstrom and Tyler Catalina as the last two in that group, uh, this means I have Eric Flowers not making the squad, and I was a little iffy on Catalina, um, because I like Timon Paris a lot, uh, But I edged it out uh, based off of Tyler Catalina's, I guess, production. And again, that'll be another one which will be interesting to see. uh, But I think Catalina will make this squad over Timon Paris. Um, But it'll be an interesting battle uh, through training camp. So that's 25 players on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Moving to defense, I mean... Uh, if there's one one group that we know at least five players that are going to make this team- hopefully undisputably and without any injury it's the defensive line um De'Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ionitis, Tim Settle, and Caleb Brantley. I was really close to taking six, and i I'm a little worried about our cornerback position, so I moved. Uh, I, I left some players there, which, you know, I'm not sure of, um, but uh, notably this means JoJo Wicker and Ryan B. are not making the squad. Um, as far as outside linebacker, um, Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, Ryan Anderson, and Jordan Brailford. Uh, four outside linebackers getting brought over into the final 53. Um, notably, Andrew Angra n- not making the squad. Uh, on inside linebacker, I have five players making, Sean Dion Hamilton, John Bostick, Cole Holcomb, and Josh Harvey Clemens. Now, this was another player I am not 100% sure of. I given the Mason Foster, uh, the recent release of him, um, I decided to leave him on this list. Uh, Casanova McKenzie being the fifth inside linebacker that we keep. Um... He was an undrafted free agent in 2016, originally taken by Tampa Bay, and he's been on the skins. And again, we need a little bit of depth, uh, especially losing Ruben and now releasing Mason um, without a trade or or someone else being brought in. And there's a really good possibility someone else can be brought in uh, after additional cuts are made by other teams. Um, but for now, I have those four guys, I'm sorry, those five guys, Sean and Hamilton, John Bostic. Paul Holcomb, Josh Harvey Clemens, and Casanova McKenzie as our five inside linebackers. Uh, Moving on to cornerback, I have us taking seven. Uh, Josh Norman, Quinton Dunbar, Fabian Murrow, Greg Stroman, Dominique Rogers-Cromartie, Jimmy Moreland, Adonis Alexander as our seventh. Uh now both the DRC and uh Alexander I think could play both cornerback or safety and uh we're a little light in the safety depth department as well, but um we'll see how that all plays out over the next couple of weeks as well. Um speaking of safety, uh I have four in that role. Uh Landon Collins, Monte Nicholson, DeShazer Evert, and Jojo McIntosh. So Notably, Troy Apke is not on that squad, and Jeremy Reeves is not on that squad. Uh, I haven't been impressed with what I've seen from Apke. Um, I know he didn't get much playing time last year, but uh, I really think JoJo McIntosh is going to edge him out over the next couple weeks and you know, earn a spot on this final 53. So wrapping up the defense, they also have 25 players. Uh, and again, no surprise, our special teams, uh, players, Duskin Hopkins, Tressway and Nick Sundberg, um, rounding out our final 53. So again, I mentioned earlier on the uh, pup list, I think we'll only have Bryce Love. Uh, but you know, training camp's a long time. I mean, we saw what happened to Ruben the first day of OTAs, a lot can happen and a lot of other players could get moved to the pup, uh, to start the season just so we have a little bit more depth, uh, based off injuries. And I guess, so we, you know, there's always that chance when you try and move a guy to practice squad that you lose him. Um, so I think before the end of camp is out, we'll have a few more players on that pup list, but right now I only have Bryce Love. Uh, on IR, I have Alex Smith and Ruben Foster and as far as our practice squad, of the 10 players that I think and I hope the Redskins can retain onto our practice squad, I have Timon Paris, tackle. I have Jojo Wicker, a defensive lineman. I have Casey Dunn, a guard, center role. I have Donald Parham, which, again, tight end, you know, a big guy. Maybe can play a tight end, fullback position. We'll see. Um, Andrew Ankra, outside linebacker, B.J. Blunt, inside linebacker, uh, cornerback Danny Johnson, uh, safety Jeremy Reeves, defensive lineman Ryan Beal, and wide receiver J.U. Cheson. So again, hopefully we can retain most of these guys and keep them on our practice squad. Um, So notable cuts that will have to be made uh, for this final 53. Uh, first up, Josh Woodrum. Um, you know, we're already carrying three quarterbacks into the season. I just don't see him making the squad. Uh, Troy Apke. I know he was a high pick last year in the fourth round, but I just don't see it. And I don't see him doing it. And I don't see him making either the final 53 or the practice. Uh, I I really think we've seen some more of some of these other guys and we'll see what happens. Um, Eric Flowers, tackle, uh, or guard, whatever you want to call him. Um, Listen, if anyone can get this guy to be a legitimate offensive lineman, whether it be tackle or guard, it is Bill Callahan. And I don't know what is going to happen with this Trent situation over the next couple weeks. um, But I was thoroughly unimpressed with Eric Flowers in OTAs and minicamp. And I'd be surprised to see him make this team over some of these other guys that we have. Some of these young, talented guys who got a motor on them and are already looking better than him. Um, and the, uh, I guess the last two um, notable cuts uh, were Matt Flanagan, another tight end, uh, who's a really great run-blocking tight end, but um, I don't think he's going to make the squad in the end. And Robert Davis, wide receiver. Um, I think we just are going to go lean and young at the receiver position. And I don't think Robert Davis is going to make the team or the practice squad. Um, It's just my gut instinct. Um, So that's my final 53 with uh, my 10 on the practice squad. Uh, again, just to breathe through them. Quarterback, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy. Running back, Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson, Samadre Pirine, Wide receiver, Paul Richardson, Josh Doxon, Trey Quinn, Cam Sins, Terry McLaurin, and Kelvin Harmon. Tight end, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Jeremy Sprinkle. On our O-line, Trent Williams, Wes Martin, Chase Rouillet, Brandon Sheriff, Moses Morgan, Jaron Christian, Ross Pierce-Baker, Tony Bergstrom, and Tyler Catalina. That rounds out our offense, 25 players. On defense, uh, for the defensive line, Daron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, Tim Settle, and Caleb Brantley. On outside linebacker, Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, Ryan Anderson, and Jordan Brailford. Uh, Inside linebacker, Sean Dion Hamilton, John Bostick, Cole Holcomb, Josh Harvey Clemens, and Casanova McKinsey. Uh, as far as cornerback, Josh Norman, Quentin Dunbar, Fabian Moreau, Greg Stroman, DRC, Dominic rogers Cromarty, Jimmy motherfucking Moreland, and Adonis Alexander. And at safety, Landon Collins, Monte Nicholson, DeShazer Everett, and JoJo McIntosh. So, uh, 25 players on defense, 25 on offense, and of course our three special team players: Dustin Hopkins, a kicker; Tress Way, our punter, and Nick Sunberg, our long Long snapper. So that's my final 53. And uh, again, my practice squad really quickly: Timon Paris, JoJo Wicker, Casey Dunn, Donald Parham, Andrew Ankra, B.J. Blunt, Danny Johnson, Jeremy Jeremy Reeves. Ryan B., and J.U. Cheson. So we'll see what happens. Again, training camp is a few weeks. Preseason games, a lot can happen. Um, I'm really interested to see who's going to rise, who's going to come out and show out, and who's going to look good. Um, Again, it's going to be interesting. This is my prediction at our final 53-man roster going into week one. Um, I'm looking forward to looking back at this going into week one, whatever it is, 40 some days from now. And at the end of the season to see where I was right, where I was wrong and, uh, where I was really wrong. Um, so just some other quick notes or I guess really thoughts before training camp starts. Um, again, the QB competition, um, So I just want to go through a couple players that I'm really excited to see go into training camp, see how they perform, and um, just some guys I'm really going to keep an eye on. Uh, Obviously, I mean, number one, Dwayne Haskins. Um, He's our quarterback of the future. He is our, I pray, our next 10 to 15-year quarterback who is going to lead us to many, many great years and uh, hopefully a lot of success. Um, Dwayne is a really, really smart kid, uh, he's a really gifted athlete, he showed incredible things coming out of his, uh, one year at Ohio State, um, and he shows glimpses of hope throughout most of OTAs and minicamp, um, you know, I think Case edged him out a little bit because of his veteran experience and his, uh, just experience in general playing at the speed he plays, uh, I'm really interested to see how Dwayne spent his last couple of weeks, what he did to prepare for this moment, uh what he did to prepare for this competition. So I am going to be keeping an eye on Dwayne Haskins, uh specifically um as uh, you know, if he's the right guy and he is better suited to be quarterback week 1, I say let's start the kid. So I have uh, really high expectations for Dwayne Haskins. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do uh, over the next couple weeks before the season starts. Um, Darius Geis is another guy I'm really hopeful. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping he he wins the comeback player of the year. Uh, To come back off an ACL injury uh, very early last season, it was just heartbreaking to see him go down. He is, you know, such a... Uh, impactful player, just his attitude and his demeanor. Um, and again, I watched some of his highlights from LSU and I get pumped. I mean, just go back and look at some of his highlights. This kid is a beast. He runs with, uh, f- he's a ferocious, angry runner. And he, when healthy, I think he can be an impact player on this team. So I'm I'm really looking to see how Darius Geis comes back off this injury Um, They say he's ready to go, and um, despite the hamstring um, setback, uh, they say he's ready to go, and I'm looking forward to seeing him um, coming and making an impact. Um, um, The wide receiver group, uh, I'd love to see Terry McLaurin do well. I'm really happy with that pickup. I I think he's kind of an all-around guy who's going to make an impact, not only on offense, but on special teams. Um, And again, he's another leader. And he's a smart guy, and I think he's going to find himself on the field a lot. I think he's going to earn a lot of playing time. Um, Cam Sims is another guy who had a season cut too short last season, and I'm excited to see what he'll do in uh, in our offense. Um, you know, I know Trey Quinn gets a lot of hype. Uh, I think he'll do fine. I think he'll play great in the slot. But i am um, yeah, really got my eyes on Terry McLaurin and, and, and Cam Sims uh, and Kelvin Harmon as well. I'm, I'm really... T- I, I can't wait to see what that kid does. Um, you know, he's not as fast, uh, but I I think he's a tight route runner and he's a beast. He's going to go up and get that ball. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how he uh competes uh with the rest of these receivers for playing time. Um, on the O-line, I mean, I'm really looking for uh, West Martin to step up, uh take that guard role. Um, looking for Jerron Christian to really make some uh, really to make an impact, to step up to the moment and to kind of, to shine. Um, I don't know how long Trent is going to be out. I mean, I pray we get news tomorrow morning that he is there on day one of training camp. Um, realistically, I don't think it's going to happen. And I think it's a good time for some of these, um, you know, backups and rookies to to kind of shine. Um, you know, Timon Paris is another guy. I, I have him making our... Uh, um uh our practice squad. Uh but I, I think, you know, training camp is a great opportunity to really show that either he's the right guy for this team or he's not. Um so again I'm really looking forward for Wes Martin, Timone Paris, and Jeron Christian to really really get in there and get at it and uh you know take their shot. Uh, it's it's gonna be uh interesting with his offensive line. I, I really hope it all kind of comes together. Um, on the defense, I mean, I cannot say enough good things about this defensive line. Uh, I, everyone, every single one of these guys, I mean, they are beasts and they are strong and they are a tight group. Um, you know, and again, they're going to be joined by Jojo Wicker and Ryan B. Uh, but I, you know, I have nothing but great things to say about these front five. I hope they stay healthy. I hope they are on top of their stuff and i i really i i defy you to find me a better starting 5 in the NFL than these 5 um and they're young and they're hungry and you know they're going to talk shit and uh when they're going to be i think one of the best groups in this entire team so that whole group as a whole i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing um uh, Montez Sweat, I mean, my goodness, to move back up and to take him, ooh-wee, I loved the Montez Sweat pick. I would have been happy with taking him at 15. Uh, I'm glad we went and got Dwayne, but uh, Montez Sweat, I am excited to see what he does. He's not getting talked about, uh, and I love that he's flying under the radar because putting him across from Ryan uh, Kerrigan, he is going to tear the heads off of offensive linemen. He is going to put quarterbacks into the ground. He is fast, he is long, he is athletic, and I am excited. I, again, I hope he flies under the radar and comes into this league like a hurricane uh, because he's impressive, I love the pick, and I cannot wait to watch him over the next couple weeks. Um, as, for inside linebacker, I mean, I'm going to keep an eye on John Bostick and Cole Holcomb. Um, and Sean Deon Hamilton, I, I, let's say this, I like Bostic, I love Sean Deon Hamilton, Um, and you know, the team and the coaches and the front office obviously saw something was wrong with Mason Foster, or he wasn't ready, or the rest of these guys are more ready to step up and be in this role, Um, but yeah, Sean Deon Hamilton and John Bostic, I, I really think those guys are going to step up their game, and Josh Harvey Clemens is no slouch, and Cole Holcomb, I'm excited, he's a quick... Another quick guy who I think is going to be a disruptive force and an impact player. Um, in the cornerback group, uh, DRC and Jimmy Moreland. I mean, I am pumped for those guys. I am hoping we get steady play out of Norman and Dunbar. Fabian Moreau really needs to step up his game. But Jimmy Moreland, I mean, that kid is a ball hawk. DRC is a veteran. He's got speed. He's got uh, expectations to jump routes. I really think those two guys, uh, I'm excited to watch those two guys and, uh, Jimmy Moreland. Uh, I get pumped. Just, uh, I get pumped watching his film. I get pumped watching him in practice. Uh, I really hope it translates to the NFL level, uh, especially for him. I mean, he is an incredible guy and a great talent. And, uh, DRC is another one of my favorite pickups this off season. Um, uh, so I'm really looking forward to watching those two guys over the next couple of weeks and in preseason games. Um, those are two of my impact, uh, see, uh, cornerbacks. Um, and then of course, uh, my other favorite pickup of the off season was Landon Collins. Um, that guy's a beast, uh, a shoe in if, um, if Jonathan Allen does not get captain, I think uh, Landon Collins is going to be our defensive captain. Um he's gonna promote leadership and communication. Uh he I think is gonna make or break this secondary. And uh we got him for a few years and I hope he makes it and I hope he makes an impact. And he's a big hitter and I can't wait to see what he does. Um, you know, uh as far as special teams go, I don't really have a standout because I think all three of those guys are standouts. Hopkins has been consistent. He's a great kicker. Tress Way is um, one of the most uh, underappreciated players in this league. Um, how he did not make you know, the pro ball last year is besides me, but uh, it is what it is. Um, and uh, I guess one of the other people I'm looking forward to watching is uh, Bryce Love. Uh, I don't know when he's going to come back. I assume he'll get some uh, you know, time with individual drills. I don't know if he'll be in the 7-on-7 seven seven or 11-on-11s. But uh, I, I'm i going to keep an eye on him. Uh, I think he was the steal of the draft um, for a guy who probably could have went first round last year to get him where we did in the draft and to have him on this team uh, learning under AP. I mean... You know, what better leader and mentor do you want for Bryce Love than Adrian Peterson? Uh, I'll be interested to see when he comes back and what he's doing over the next couple weeks. Um, And again, some of our practice squad players, uh, it's really a great time for them to show that they can make this team. Um, I have them in practice squad for uh, the reasons I do, but Timon Paris, I think is a great chance for him to step up. Uh, Jehu Chezon, you know, if anyone can push for a starting job on, on that wide receiver group, I think it's him. Um, he can really give some of these guys a run for their money. And again, I, I, I that whole group, uh, who knows what's going to happen. Um, and again, uh, Ryan B, BJ Blunt, uh, and again, Jojo Wicker. I, I really think on the defensive side of the ball, we have such a great starting five. I don't... I hate to say we need more, especially when we have great talent like these guys. I just hope we can retain them on the practice squad. Uh, But again, it'll be interesting interesting to see what they do in training camp. Um, And yeah, those are the guys I'm really excited to see. Those are the guys I am pumped to uh, get reports on and watch film on. I've been watching a tremendous amount. I've been consuming film on Redskins players and... I am really excited to watch those guys. I think they are going to be impact players on the squad. I think they are going to be difference makers and, you know, win or lose. I I think those guys are going to have um, a lot of involvement and, you know, I I think they're going to be impact players uh, this season for us. Um, So I'm really looking forward to those guys. Um, One thing I didn't mention earlier, uh, which I read a bunch of reports on, um, when mason foster was released you know besides the fan uh, i wouldn't call it uproar i would how would i describe it uh rejoicing i guess you would say uh, when I, mason foster was uh, announced as being released there was an immediate fan rejoicing and it shifted at a certain point to oh this is great the redskins freed up 4 to 5 million dollars that leads to instant money available to negotiate with both Trent Williams and, uh, Brandon Sheriff. And I mean, if we could lock those two guys up, you know, in the next week, two weeks, it'd be great. I mean, if we can lack, uh, if, if we could get the Brandon Sheriff deal done, clear up even more money for the next year, two years by backloading his contract and then sign Trent and lock both those guys up for another couple of years, that'd be incredible. I, I, I'm hoping it doesn't require cutting anyone else because I really think we have a really strong team and I'd hate to see another one of these uh, returning veterans get cut. Um, but at the same time, uh, you're nothing without a good offensive line and having both those guys on our offensive line and having them happy and you know, glad to be here, uh, I-, I think it's more important. Um, so I- I'm really, really hoping... That we can get those two guys taken care of and locked up and done before the season starts. Uh, the sooner the better, in my mind, because the quicker you get those guys in and happy and uh, meshing and coming together as a group. And it, it's just, it benefits everyone. Uh, and it, it the distraction goes away. There's really not too much to talk about other than who's stepping up, who's playing to the moment, and who's going to be an impact player for this team. I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, Reviewing my 53-man Ross projection, of course my thoughts on Josh Norman jumping bowls, the continuing saga that is the Trent Williams situation, and the unexpected release of Mason Foster, uh, and really what it means for the rest of our inside linebackers group. Um, As always, thank you for listening. I'd love to hear any feedback from you guys on what you think, notes, suggestions, ideas, or anything you want to share with me. Um, if you enjoy what I'm doing here, by all means, please go out and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, just search Offseason Champions and hit the link to review. Uh, it really goes a long way in helping the podcast reach a wider audience. Um, and if you're on Twitter, please follow me at HTTRChamps. That is at HTTRChamps. Uh, thank you again for all of your support and for joining me. Uh, until next time.